Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message, and again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. Matthew chapter 11, if you have your Bibles this evening. Matthew chapter number 11. This morning, we looked at Jeremiah, Jeremiah wondering, what is this all about? What is this purpose? I don't know if you have ever experienced discouragement in your Christian life or even in your uh, physical life, Uh, but it is real. I, as a younger man, I often would find myself looking at and saying, what's, what's somebody have to be discouraged about? Um, and, and then I lived a little while longer and figured out uh, some things that we have that can cause discouragement, bring discouragement. And, um, and I think it's a very real thing. Uh, but I also, while I know, let me say this, I know it's a very real thing, but I also know the Bible and God have very real answers. Amen? And that we do have a place that we can hope in, that we can trust in, that we can follow in for the answers to what God has in store. And I want to share with you this evening from Matthew chapter 11 about John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist was quite the man. And if I were to say, if there was such a, a thing in Bible times as a, a, what we would define as a man's man, and everybody knows what a man's man is, right, John? I mean, you, you hear that man's man, you know what that is. And, and I would say John the Baptist was definitely a man's man. And yet, when we come to Matthew chapter 11, we find the circumstances of John's life being much different. We begin reading in verse number 1, where the scripture says, And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of, the, of commanding his twelve disciples... He departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go, show John again those things which ye do hear and see. Blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? But what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. But what went ye out for to see? Prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, 
I send my messengers before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily, I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. I want to draw your attention to this verse in verse number 3. Again, remember, people ask questions all throughout Scripture. John asked the question, Art thou he that should come? Or do we look for another? That's a tough question. Now, it's an easy question to answer as we sit here in, in a church pew knowing the end of the story, knowing the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We can sit here and we can answer, of course, John. But John was not there. And he asked, art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? So we're going to look at that passage this evening. As we explore this topic, art thou he? Let's pray together, shall we? Our Heavenly Father, I thank you once again. God, you've given us so much. God, you've given us our own mind that often will cause us to doubt. Our minds, our hearts fail us. But Father, we're grateful tonight that your word never fails. We're grateful tonight that great is your faithfulness. God, we're thankful tonight and grateful tonight that you are the one that we can trust. Father, even in times that may seem bleak, that may seem wearisome, God, I ask that you would open our hearts and our minds to your word tonight. That we might glean from this who you are and who in your goodness you are. Help us in this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, John the Baptist, of course, is sitting in prison. And there's not a doubt in my mind that John is facing some discouragement like he has never seen before. Now, in order to understand John's discouragement, I think it's important to understand where John is at. John is in prison. Now, I, I don't ask for a raise of hands or anything like this, and no need to embarrass anyone, uh, but there's, there's just certain times you don't ask, who's ever been in prison before? Um, you know, that's not something that everybody necessarily wants to share. And so we won't ask for a raise of hands or anything like this. But uh, I, I often say, oh, one time there was, there was one time I was in prison. And uh, it's a true story. I was preaching, though, Trevor. So uh, that, that makes a big difference as to why you're in prison. Um, but uh, it, it's not an easy place, I can tell you that. I can tell you uh, just in walking into uh, the prison as a preacher, uh, it's very unnerving. 
Um, when you go in and they, they take everything out of your pockets and you have to leave with the, uh, with the prison guards and they go through and they open one door and then they lock it and then they, you walk through and another door and they open it and they lock it behind you and then you go through that third and final door and you are in a room with uh, prisoners, uh, murderers, rapists. I mean, you name the crime and they were doing the time for it. And, uh, and there you are in a room. It was just me and a friend of mine uh, named Tim. And uh, it was my turn to preach. And uh, we, we, had, we had a good time. Uh, but I can tell you, prison is not an easy place. It's a little bit of uneasiness. And here's John. And I can imagine those are, uh, we're talking about prisons that we have today. Uh, with modern conveniences and all that type of thing and rules and regulations on how prisoners are treated. Uh, they didn't have that when John was in prison. But here's John, and he's in prison. And, and I think that should help understand the fact that uh, he felt defeated. I think it should help us understand the fact that uh, he was had some despair and some doubt that caused the discouragement. Uh, all of this was very, very real to John uh, within this. But at the same time, I think it's very uh, difficult to, while we understand where John was at, I think it's also important that we understand who John was. Who John was. This is the man that was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. This is John who heard the voice of one when he baptized Jesus. John was again that voice of one crying in the wilderness, who heard the voice of God, who was used by God, who called the religious leaders of his day, oh, you generation of vipers. It was John who said, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Again, it was John who heard the voice of God, who said, This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased, as he baptized Jesus. And yet, even in all of that, John finds himself with the prison doors locked and the prison doors shut, and he wants to know, is Jesus really the one? Now, I want to, and I have a desire to be an encouragement to you this evening. I have a desire to encourage you in, even in John's discouragement. Now I know that might seem a little odd to you, um, but we, we have to understand again the fact that the devil uses discouragement against believers. The devil is a liar. The devil is the liar from the beginning. He will gladly, if you'll believe him, he'll tell you anything that you want to hear. He'll tell you anything that you don't want to hear. Just to get you to doubt. Just to get you in a place of discouragement. And so you might find yourself at some point in your life, whether in the past, maybe possibly in the future, that you're saying, you know, I'm just not sure. Now I say that one of the things that should encourage you is the fact that a man like John the Baptist faced discouragement. He faced discouragement. It was there. He wanted to know. 
Art thou he that should come? Or should we look for another? Now again, I mentioned this this morning, I mentioned it again by emphasis, but, but again, there, there are times that we have to go to Scripture. There are times that we have to go to God and say why. There are times that we have to say, God, this does not make sense to my human mind. I need insight here. God, this is what I'm going through, and it makes zero sense. I need help. What we find here is once again one of God's servants asking a question. And let's just face it, at, at first glance, this is not, in my opinion, a proper question. Would you say? Would you say this is a respectful question? No, but we understand that it's coming from discouragement. We understand it's coming from circumstances of John's life. Look, John wasn't asking this question when he wasn't in prison. John didn't ask this question. Notice, notice John, there he is. He sees Jesus walking. The Spirit descends upon Jesus and John says, Oh, hey, that's him. That's the one. Hey, behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Listen, in that moment when John saw that, and when John heard the voice of God say, This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased, there was not one doubt in his mind. The time has been removed. Space has been removed. The circumstances have changed. Has anything else changed? Has Jesus changed? No. Has the message of Jesus changed? No. Have the methods of Jesus changed? No. Have the means of Jesus changed? No. What's changed? Only John's circumstances. That's all that's changed. And listen to me. When we find ourselves in moments of discouragement, we must remember that God has not changed. That God remains the same. That God is constant. And so that discouragement or whatever we face, yes, we can ask the question, but we have to know where to get the answer. John said, art thou he that should come, or should we look for another? Now you and I would respond to this differently, wouldn't we? I mean, think about this. If, you, if somebody was coming to you and doubting who you were, what would you respond? How many of you have a little sarcastic nature in you like I do? A few of you? Okay. Good. Good. Probably not good, but, uh, you know, we might say something to the effect of, well, that's the dumbest question anybody's ever asked. Well, let's get real here. Jesus, art thou he that should come, or should we look for another? John, that's the Dumbest question anybody's ever asked. Jesus didn't say that, though, did he? Praise God. Jesus did not say that. You see, we often fail to understand and meet people in their discouragement, but Jesus was not afraid to. They came and they asked Jesus. They said, John wants to know if you're the one. 
And once again, we find even in a moment of discouragement, God answers the question. Now, he did not say yes. He did not say no. What he did say, though, I think was very telling. He said, John needs to answer this for himself. Now, he didn't say that, but his answer was to say, John needs to answer this question for himself. He says, if you would, go tell John and show him, notice this, if you're in the habit of marking in your Bibles, notice this. Go and show John, what's the next word? Again. Again. What he's saying is, would you mind reminding John? Reminding him? Look, if you have children, you know the most given excuse from a child or from a husband is simply, I forgot. Is it not? Why didn't you do this? Well, I forgot. John's forgetting something here, and Jesus is saying, go show John again. Those things which you do hear and see. He says, everything's all right. Notice what he says in verse 5. Go tell him this. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. The poor, well, they have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. He says, go tell John, everything is all right. Everything. Remember when Jesus was beginning his public ministry? He goes into the temple and he asks for the book. He finds the place where Isaiah wrote, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to the broken, to those that have need. He says, remind John who it is and what you see, what is going on. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers cleanse, the deaf hear, the dead are raised again. God is still on the Let's say it this way, God is on the throne. We could say God is still on the throne all day long, and we say that as if God could ever get off the throne. The throne is His. Always has been, always will be. There is no still. He can't be removed. He won't be removed. God is on the throne. John, listen, everything is all right. And blessed is He. Whosoever that shall not be offended in me. We may find ourselves locked up in despair and have doubts. But I think every now and then we need to look out and say, you know what? The sun rose this morning. You know what? The sun set today. You know what that tells me? God's in control. God hasn't lost his control. Everything's all right. There's no need to worry. That was the response that Jesus gave to John's discouragement. 
Just let him know everything you've seen. Now, to me, that's a great response. He says, John has to decide this for himself. You just tell him what you've seen, what you've heard. He'll figure it out. But then, but then, Jesus didn't stop there. Now, you've got to picture this, okay? The Bible says in verse number 7, And as they departed. Okay? So, so picture this. This is setting, let's just say the setting is similar to this. So John's disciples come to Jesus. They ask Jesus this. Art thou he that should come, or should we look for another? He says, go and tell John this. The deaf hear, the blind see, the dead are raised again, etc. Okay, we'll go tell him. Now picture this. As they are walking away, Jesus gives the rest of the answer. Now look, I don't know, I, I don't, I haven't been here long enough, I don't know how this church responds to discouragement in Christians, but it happens. But I've been around long enough and I've been around enough Christians to know that when we see discouragement in other Christians, we're not always as kind and loving as Jesus was to John. Anybody else ever seen that before? Okay. It's not right. Jesus is giving us an example here. Amen? I think we ought to follow it. So Jesus has given his answer. John's disciples are walking away. Now, I don't know how far outside of this, this room that my voice can be heard. I know we have speakers in the, in the hallway. Is Rick out there right now? Rick, wave at me if you can hear me. I think he can. But as they're walking away, Jesus gives the rest of his response. Now, personally, I think it was on purpose. He gave the response that he wanted to give, but Jesus gives really some more response as they're walking away, as these men could still hear what Jesus was saying, and I think it's one of the greatest things that Jesus could have ever said about anyone. Now again, he didn't scold John. He didn't say, listen to me. Listen to me, people. How dare John doubt who I am? He, he knows better than that. That's not what Jesus said at all. As they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John. He says, what went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? Hey, listen to me. What Je Jesus is concerned about John's testimony here. These people heard the question. These people heard the response that Jesus gave. He says, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? Something that just goes back and forth as the wind blows? He says, what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, 
they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What he's saying is, that wasn't John. John wasn't soft. He said, what went you out for to see? A prophet? Oh, he said, yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. Hey, remember, John, he came and he prophesied, and he said, there's one coming after me that is greater than I. He's saying, hey, there's one coming. It was John that said, he must increase and I must decrease. It was John that gave the message. It was John and Jesus said, hey, you, if you went out to see a prophet, I'm telling you, John the Baptist was more than a prophet. He was more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. He says, Verily, I say unto you, Among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Now, John wants to know, Jesus, art thou he? Are you the one? Should we just find another? Jesus says, go tell John. Everything's all right. Tell him what you've seen. Tell him what you've heard. Let him conclude for himself. As they're walking away, they heard what Jesus said. I, my personal opinion is on this. By the time they got to the prison to tell John, John wants to know, well, what, what did he say? Well, and I don't have scripture for this. It's my own supposition. But I can't imagine them hearing what Jesus said about John and them not telling him. What did he say? Well, the answer to your question, he said, the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised again, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. But you're not going to believe what he said about you. What did he say? He said, well, He was asking the people, what'd they go out to see? Somebody soft, a reed shaking with the wind, a prophet? Then John, he said, there's not a man born among women that's greater than you. Hello. Here's what I'm getting at. Jesus did not scold him. He picked him up. He didn't make John look bad in front of the multitude. He lifted him up. John was in deep discouragement. And Jesus said, in case you're wondering, John's very well the greatest man. It's ever been born among one. That is the testimony of John. The testimony of John 
is not in a moment of discouragement where he asked a stupid question. And I say that respectfully, honestly. The testimony of John was in everything that he did leading up to that. He praised the work of John. He reminded the people, John is all right. John is okay. You see, when we, when we come to trials and problems and difficulties in our life, it really needs to be a time for us to be patient, to wait on the Lord. Isaiah reminds us that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And we have that, and too often, though, we run too fast. We even run from our problems too quickly. What we really need to do is be patient and wait on God. We need to learn to accept His will. Listen to this. We need to learn to accept His will, not always trying to have to understand it. You see, I can't always understand His will, but I should always follow it. I'm not always going to understand it, but I should always follow it. Then we must learn what God is trying to teach us. Trials happen for a reason. This question came from John the Baptist. The man that Jesus said was a, not a greater than John. It's quite the statement. Yet this question came from him. Yes, John had discouragement. Jesus gave the response, it's okay. The greater response came to the multitude. We must learn what God is trying to say. Listen, we will, we will, and, and I know I keep saying this, but I want to remind you, we will, as individuals, as individual families, as couples, as children, we will face times that are discouraging. As a church, as a church body, we will face discouraging times. We'll have questions. We'll have questions that only God can answer. Listen to me. We need to let God answer them. We need to find in His Word whether He's already answered. Look, I, I think often... I think the same answer applies when we get discouraged. God, what is going on? God, what is happening in my life? If we would just look at the things which we've heard and seen, that would bring great encouragement to us. We know that God can raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, the deaf hear, all of this. 
we know what God can do. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of that. Listen, tough times may come. We need to know God's greater than those tough times. We have the answers. It's not necessarily having the questions. It's knowing where to get the answers. I, I for one, commend John. John could have sat in prison wondering the whole time, is Jesus the one? But John had enough, if I could say it this way, John had enough guts send his disciples, said, go ask Jesus this, would you? And I don't know what kind of spirit John had in his question or even what kind of spirit his disciples had when they came and asked Jesus. But I know I can see the response and the spirit of Jesus, which is all I really need. His response was not surprise. His response was not in disgust or one of how dare he. No, Jesus just lifted him up. He said, look at John. This is who he is. So when we come to those times in our life that we wonder, we doubt, we have questions. Let's go to the source. Let's pray through it. Let's seek God's face in all of this that all the earth may know that we have a God in heaven. Art thou he? Yep. He is. And always will be even in our doubt, he will be. Let's bow down.